Welcome to the Strong Mamas Podcast, where we're talking about our fitness and food choices as moms in real life and in light of our faith as Christ followers. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman, and together we'll be exploring what it means to be a healthy, strong mama in the middle of a culture that's obsessed with vanity. This podcast is all about helping and equipping you to take better care of yourself and the ones you love. Hey friend, welcome back to the Strong Mamas podcast. I am so excited that you're here with me today. I have a treat. This is going to be one of those episodes that is going to sit with you for a while. I know that you're going to walk away from listening to this and just being like, wow, I I just know that the Lord is going to speak to your heart through today's episode. Have you ever struggled with shame and guilt? I know that's a really big question, and I know a lot of people would totally raise their hands at that question, (laughs) you know, where you feel like you are just trapped in this cycle of making poor nutrition choices, maybe overeating or not exercising, and you feel like, I'm so ashamed and I'm so guilty for what I did, and because of that, I'm now motivated to change and do something different, and then you fall off the wagon and you do it all over again. And I just feel like that is the story for so many of us moms. And it could be the story that you're dealing with today, where you feel like your only motivation to show up, to eat the right things, to do the next right thing is your feelings of shame and guilt. And if you have ever dealt with those feelings, maybe even the feelings of, I, I'm a professional overeater. I'm constantly overeating and I'm always looking for loopholes and I'm constantly thinking about food and I feel like I'm being trapped by food all the time and my guilt and my shame surrounding those feelings. If you have dealt with any of those things, you're going to want to listen to this story. It's good. It's good. This is a story of freedom, a story of liberation, and a story of a mom that started where a lot of us moms do, struggling with body weight, maybe struggling with their habits, struggling with dieting and exercising, and, and she doesn't anymore. So I'm getting an opportunity to chat with Heather today. She's a fellow mom that you are going to relate to so well. She knows what those ups and downs are with our body. And she has experienced transformation, the exact type of transformation that I know that you crave. And I have had the opportunity to witness God working in her heart to bring freedom and wholeness to her entire being, especially in the area of food and eating. And I really just want to share her story and her journey with you and just her transformation. It's beautiful. I need you to hear this. I know you need to hear this. So in just a moment, we're going to get to an awesome interview that I had with Heather. But before we do, I just want to remind you that I have so many resources for you for this exact thing to just start moving down that path of feeling free 
and liberated in your body. And one incredible resource that is kind of that one pivotal piece is understanding what body type you have. I know I say it over and over again, if you've been listening to this episode or listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that understanding our our different body types and the way that God designed us uniquely, it's so powerful for finally embracing the body that God gave us, for finally enjoying our design and enjoying how we are and how our legs are and how our arms are and the way that our shoulders sit on our bodies and all these things. But if you don't know what body type God designed you as, you're just kind of reaching in the dark and you don't really know where to start or how to operate and it's a hard place to be. So I really want to help you with that because ultimately I see the end game here as helping you discover liberation and freedom in your body. And I really believe that understanding your own body type is like step one. It's so, so key, okay? So if you would like to take a free body type quiz. I put it together. It's very different than a lot of the other body type quizzes out there. I ask you a lot of very honest questions about how you feel about your body. It's extremely enlightening once you find out. Okay. So you can head to strong-mamas.com slash body type. We'll also put the link in the show notes for you. And please just go take two minutes, take the body type quiz and start learning more about your body and experiencing freedom and liberation, especially the kind that we're going to talk about on today's episode. So without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Heather. Well, Heather, I am so excited to have you here. Welcome to the Strong Mamas podcast. Thank you. Now, first of all, I would just love it if you could tell me a little bit more about you. Just kind of your life as a mom, what your kids are like, what you do. I'm pretty sure you're a nurse, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Give me a kind of a a sneak peek into what life looks like for you on a daily basis. Okay. Yes. I am a nurse. Um, I work in labor and delivery as a nurse. Have been. Oh, cool. I know. Babies and moms. I love that. Mostly moms. Everyone thinks we hold a lot of babies, but we really help a lot of moms <laughs> hold their babies. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Um, I, we have four kids. We have kind of a large age span. We had, uh, we have a 24 year old who is married and has a little baby girl. So I also am a grandma, which oh, is pretty awesome. So sweet. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then we had 11 years without any kids and then we had three more kids. So we have a 13 year old, wow. nine year old, Oh, sorry. 13, 11, and nine. Okay. So those are yeah. home. So you're just kind of like spanning some major age differences here. Yeah. I'm sure like your brain is kind of in all these different places because then you're also at work here with like newborns. Yep. Yep. So it's, it's, it's fun though. And we, you know, having an older child, you can kind of remember how it was. So when you're raising your, you kind of next set of kids we can go we know where we're heading although our 20 our 24 four year old was pretty amazing pretty easy to raise (laughs) you were fortunate (laughs) yes yes we we were we were young parents so we needed it we needed a an easier child so that was good (laughs) I love that I love that so now you don't work every single day though right I mean your life looks a little different from day to day 
You're home a lot. Yeah. I know that. Yes. Yeah. We, um, I work about two shifts a week. They're long shifts, but I work about two shifts a week. Um, and then the rest of the time on school days, we homeschool. So even, everyone's homeschooling right now, but we, right. Always, we always have homeschooled or at least for the last 14 years. And, um, so yeah, home a lot and with the kids and kind of bouncing back and forth and then I'll go do my shifts and come back and my husband will work from home on those days that I'm gone. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I love that you have that flexibility yeah. to be home with your kids and to do the homeschooling and to keep kind of the professional side of your life and the personal side separated. And you're yep. not trying to do it all in one space. That's so tricky. Yes. Yes. We had a home business for a long time. Um, so I am thankful. I was thankful for those years that we had a business, but it is nice to be able to just go and do my shift and then come home. <laughs> I love that separation. Yeah. So yeah. great. So I'm really curious kind of what your background in fitness and nutrition looked like. Were you an athlete growing up? What what kind of experience have you had with fitness and yeah. nutrition? I was definitely not an athlete. <laughs> I think oh, I- okay. Yeah, I tried out for the basketball team once and we did line sprints and I did have a little asthma growing up. Um, okay. And I just could not do it. I just, so the fact that I actually now fast forward run is pretty amazing to me. But anyways, um, not an athlete. Um, oldest, of, I was the, I had five other siblings who were younger than I was. I was and so I think there was just logistics why I probably couldn't do sports. And that was, I think, fine with me. Sure. Um, and so, um, I really, yeah, I wasn't an athlete. I mean, I love to walk and things like that. Um, but back in about, I think it was 2014, I just like most women trying to exercise, trying to do things. I just kind of said, I'm going to do something for 30 minutes every day. Cause I needed to have a habit. Like I needed to create a habit. I knew that yeah. something needed to change. And so I was like, I don't care if it's a walk with the kids around the block or this or that, or like a formal exercise program or running. I just need to do something. And so that kind of changed my life because it created the habit of moving. And now, um, I don't always love it, but <laughs> <laughs> on days when I'm not able to, I'm sensing it. I'm sensing that I'm not able to do some movement that my body wants to do. So, yeah. Um, now, what compelled you thinking back to 2014? What was it that kind of gave you that feeling of something needs to change? Can yeah. you remember like what maybe gave you that prodding? Um, you know, I actually don't really remember, but I yeah. can take a stab at it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, mean, I probably just wasn't feeling good. You know, mm -hmm. I probably, um, I had no idea how good exercise would feel at the time. So I can't say that it was because I had felt good and then stopped feeling good. But I just think I probably wasn't feeling great. I wanted to feel stronger. And I, yeah. I'm imagining that's how I felt, but I honestly don't remember, I just, except that I just was like, you know what, I am going to put guilt aside because like many moms, I, it's so crazy that I feel this way still, but in that 30 minutes, you know, you have to do like a little mind talk with yourself. Like it's okay. Mm -hmm. Everyone will survive for 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Um, and so I just, that was the other piece of it. I said, I'm not, I'm going to choose not to feel guilty. I like that. 
And that's, that's so what I did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay. So you started just with like walking around the block and doing a little bit of activity here and there. Was there any other like workout program that you tried to employ? I know you started dabbling and running at some point. Yep. We had a, yeah. tread, we had a treadmill. Um, so I did some sprinting on the treadmill. Um, I did some hit like workouts. Um, okay. And, you know, kind of willy nilly and probably not the best for my body because uh, it was quite jarring, some of the things, but um, I just did it. And with the running, um, I couldn't, I could get up to about three miles on the treadmill. And, and even to this day, I would not choose to do more than three miles on a treadmill. It's just, that's so- what I know. I feel like the <laughs> treadmill is just like, it's, and I'm going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It's good for sprinting, but <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. Yes. But, um, I just decided, you know what, if I want to run more then I need to find people who are running more. Yeah. And I had two friends that were running. And so even though I felt super intimidated, I just said, can I run with you? And that was the, that was it. I just started running, running with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. And you, you've never really looked back. I know that you've dabbled in it or or kept it a part of your routine since then. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like for me, that's one piece, um, that, uh, really ministers to my soul, like just running on a clear, Mm. clear morning, you know, just, I'm just like, Oh, this speaks to every part of who I am. Um, so and then there's really terrible runs too. So they're not all great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. There's terrible workouts too. Yes. There's some days where you're just like, and this one did yeah. not go well. Yes. <laughs> it's terrible. Definitely. Now, what about, what about dieting though? I mean, did you, yeah. so you dabbled in running, you started doing, doing more running. Yeah. What about the food piece, the food side of things? food piece. That's probably a bit more complicated, probably for okay. many, for many women. Yeah. Um, long story short, I think I dieted all, I think I've dieted since I was maybe 11 and not, not, wow. not really, but definitely junior high, high school, all the weird little diets, eating hardly anything. Just, that was just a part of how I grew up. Um, and so I was thinking about it last night. I think that, um, and I was slim, if I look, I didn't feel like I was, but I look back at pictures. I was just a, a fine shape and size, you know, but right. I, I didn't feel that way. I felt like something was wrong. Um, and, uh, in our, my first pregnancy in 1996, I was thinking, I think that was my release valve <laughs> because okay. I just was like, forget this. And I just started a, really, um, quite a few years of overeating okay. and, okay there were times that I really was enjoying it. You know, I just, I just was, but I, um, had, uh, probably about an 80 pound weight gain. So, so so I really lived in an overweight body, um, for a good five or six years and was pretty miserable, Mm -hmm. very, and very insecure. And, um, that was kind of some, there was some darker, I mean, really wonderful things that happened in my life then, but um, God had to really do some work in my heart to get me to a place where I was willing to stop doing that. Yeah. So it was almost like this on and off like time where, where before you were pregnant, you were just all in. You were super focused on your eating habits and like 
trying whatever diet came your way and then becoming pregnant was almost this permission to not do any of that anymore. And so you went way off the other end. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's crazy what that does to our attitude too, and the way that you just feel about your body mentally. I mean, even just mentioning that you were, you were miserable, you were yeah. insecure. Yeah. And yeah. 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 It, it was a kind of, there were some sad moments where what should have felt like a joyful time did there, it was, there was some joy that had been robbed from me from my own choices, mm. but just the way that I felt about myself and God brought me to a place. And I, I, I am thankful for that season because, um, I couldn't look at the outside to gain my confidence because what I saw on the outside wasn't I mean, I was very overweight. I was very swollen. Um, I mean, everyone still loved me and no one else felt that way about me. But I definitely don't think that I was feeling very confident um, when I looked at myself. And so I was forced to gain confidence from the Lord. Yeah, that's <laughs> Which, good. So I am thankful for that season. Um, but I'm also thankful that I'm not actively. You're not there anymore. Yeah. 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 Well, and I feel like what a pressure cooker season too. I mean, because yeah. you have all these feelings about your body that you don't really want to face, yeah. you don't want to encounter them, but then you also have a newborn, especially your first newborn. Yep. And you're like, I'm just trying to figure all this out and I have no idea what I'm doing here. Yeah, definitely. And oh my goodness, did you ever feel like just giving up, like not even trying anymore with your body? Oh yeah. I think I lived that way for years, sure. actually. I mean, just, I'm recounting in my mind, um, that I was turning to food for everything. Uh, I mean, it just brought so much enjoyment and, um, that feels a little, uh, bit of an addictive nature because even now I can think like, I still have that part of me that I'm not necessarily satisfied with one or two of something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like my, yep. I would like to eat the whole bag of whatever that is. So that's something I struggled with then and actively was participating in. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And it seems like at the time there was no, um, like checks and balances on that. There yeah. was just permission to be yep. that way. Yep. And a lot of striving, of course. I mean, cause I had been, a mm -hmm. I had, I knew how to diet. So I definitely right. dieted all the time and failed miserably and then just, and then would enter a season of overeating mm -hmm. and then would probably feel guilt and shame mm. probably on a daily basis. But at some point I would go, okay, okay, we got to do something different and then would diet yep. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then fail. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Like kind of what the, what starts that snowball effect is usually those feelings of guilt and shame, right? Yeah. Like they, oh, they yeah. creep up and they just flood us and we're like, and yeah. now because I'm so guilty, I'm going to make a big difference. I'm going to make a big change and I'm going to change yeah. my trajectory here. And it's just like that horrible cycle where shame and guilt are the yeah. things that are determining our choices. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind what of hard, like, yeah, I was just thinking, I think for years I was relying, I, I knew it so well. It was such a familiar feeling that it almost was the only thing that motivated me. Mm. You know, like that was my motivation. When I felt enough shame and enough guilt, then I would change something, which was not, of course, no change came out of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no change really came out of that. 
but that's I'm glad you said that because yeah. I feel like that is that sentence right there that shame and guilt were the only things that were motivating you. I think there are so many women that feel that same way. Yeah. That without those feelings, they might not show up. They might not yeah. do the thing. Yeah. That they yeah. know they're supposed to be doing, but like what a what a trapped place yeah. to live. I definitely know it's not the way God meant for me to live and right. was not to carry around that kind of shame and guilt. I know that. No. no, and to have it so so tightly attached to our bodies where you're facing yeah. it all day long in the mirror, in right. your clothes, like you get right. those constant reminders of, oh, look, you, sh- you should be guilty again. You should be ashamed again. Yep. And I think that for years, you know, you try, try, try all day long. I'm going to try, 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 fail at the end, wake up in the morning, the sun is rising and all Mm -hmm. that's rising with me is shame and guilt. Mm. And at some point, um, you know, at some point I knew there has to be something different than this. Yeah. (laughs) God didn't create sunrises so that we can wake up with shame and guilt of what we did last night at 8 p.m. Right. Right. And, and there was something different. I mean, that's, I think the beautiful piece of your story is that you're no longer there. You no longer are being, your daily life is no longer being dictated by shame and guilt. Yep. Yep. And everything is so different. Okay. So looking back at who you were a year ago, even, you know, not that long ago, because we're talking about this time and place, like back in the nineties, you know, that was a while ago, but Your transformation story, it's long, but it's also got these short pieces too, since I've known you. Yep. So even looking back at where you were a year ago, maybe two years ago, what was something that you know that you were believing then? Maybe those same shame and guilt pieces. Mm -hmm. And what was something that if you could look back at that and say, I know that that was holding me back. That was the thing that was preventing me from accomplishing and progressing the way I was really hoping to. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I had already lost the 80 pounds over okay. a, cor- a course of a few years. And it really was by um, lots of different things, but really I just stopped overeating. And um, that was a big piece of it. And also just coming to terms with how is that overeating and the shame and guilt affecting myself and my family? Like it's not just me. It affects my emotions and how I interact with people. So that season, you're right. That was like the early 2000s. The bulk of the weight had come off. But, um, and I had, I was very stringent and there were a lot of rules um, that I had imposed on myself. And I think in that season I needed- Like dieting rules, like you were trying to be on a strict diet? You know, quite honestly, it was really- exactly what strong mamas says. <laughs> okay. <laughs> self-imposed, but I mean, it was like three meals, three yeah. meals. <laughs> um, I usually didn't snack because okay. for me, I wasn't, and I love how you have defined the beginner eater. And mm. I, don't, I don't know if you do, a, I just, I know beginner and advanced and mm-hmm. I was definitely not an advanced and only now am, could consider myself in this season right now as becoming an advanced eater. But back then I was definitely a beginning 
beginner eater. And so opening that door to things that I had previously overeaten on was really not a smart thing. So I just closed the door. Yeah. I just closed the door and, um, eventually the weight came off and, um, you know, it took a while, but it eventually came off. And then I kept those doors closed for a while and slowly they started opening up and I found myself probably in the last 10 ish years, um, back in a cycle, back in a cycle of, you know, one good week, three bad days, one good week, Mm. three bad days. And I don't like to use that term, but that is the way that my mind thinks about it. Yep. Um, and so that's what I was still struggling with. And that I knew that was not the right thing. Um, that I was still, I wasn't there yet. You know, I was still had some work to do where my mind and my heart was still feeling trapped. My actions reflected that. And even if the scale or my clothes didn't show it, I knew it was going on in my heart. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, you lost the 80 pounds. Right. And you're like, well, success, right? Right. Like that's the major victory. Right. But to like dig beneath the surface and still see those same patterns and the same way of living. Yeah. As before, it's like, well, what kind of a victory is that, you know? Right. right. De- right. Exactly. And I, I totally believe that there are so many women and, and men too that, mm-hmm. um, and I think I, I know someone else has said this before, but that are, I don't know what the word is, fat people in a skinny body <laughs> or yeah. whatever, you know, just like yeah. the, the, the things that we think about and where our hearts are, um, could be exactly the same as in an overweight body, as in a thin body. It's that obsessive thinking and those traps and it doesn't feel good Mm-mm. regardless of the body size. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. And I think there's something that I circle back to sometimes of just this idea that body shame and frustration with your body is not size exclusive. Yeah. So yeah. When you're looking at someone who looks healthy, you know, maybe yeah. they have a healthy body body fat composition, they look trim, they look fit, and we automatically assume like, oh, they're great. You know, they're probably right. not struggling with anything, you know, or they probably right. don't feel bad about their body or have a bad body image issue. That's so not true. I feel like the enemy can get in at any of yeah. us, no matter what size our body is. So it's interesting to hear that even though you were down 80 pounds, that's significant. And from the outside, other people were like, yeah, Heather's great. Right. She's got it going on. You know, she's got her discipline back and she's She's got it going on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But on the inside, you were like, no, something still feels broken. Yeah. Something still feels hurt and damaged and not operating the way you felt, the way you knew it was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that um, something that I felt like God really told me, but I wrestled with the meaning of it many years ago, was um, one one night when I was really struggling, and the struggle came out of uh, I think it was our oldest son who had just came back from a trip, and he's telling me about his trip, and um, it kind of makes me feel sad thinking about it, but mm. my mind was looking at the candy that he'd brought back. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen him for six weeks. And of course I was so excited to see him, 
Mm-hmm. But there was a piece of my mind that was like, oh, oh, I love that candy. Yeah. You know, that is like, that's the trap. Like, wow, how can that happen? And the Holy Spirit that night, you know, I was, I was probably crying and he, I felt like God said, if you want to be free from this for the rest of your life, you have to give it up for life. Wow. And at the time I equated that to giving up certain foods. And I really, okay. I really lived that way. And when I started listening to your podcast, um, I have come to understand now, and I think that that was right for then, but now it's the giving up is the giving up the struggle. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like if I want to yes. be free, I have to give up this struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, that's where I kind of entered about a year ago. And that's the things that I've been working on is to yeah. give up this struggle in the flesh. Wow. Wow. And so I know that this last year has been pivotal for you. Yeah. You have experienced these moments of freedom and liberation and the giving up of that struggle, just that I feel like it's such a war, right? A battle. It's a daily battle where we wake up and we're just at war with our body and we're just trying to beat it into submission somehow. And we're using food as a weapon or we're using exercise as a weapon. And it's just this constant thing, but you have changed. Yeah, I have. You, you have dramatically changed. Yeah. So I want to dig into that piece. I want to dig in now, moving forward to where you are now. Yeah. And what have you accomplished now that you are really proud of? Yeah. Well, I think um, that, you know, I was still looking for loopholes. (laughs) Mm. I was looking for loopholes to the system uh, where I could feel great in my heart and my mind and my body and still do everything I wanted that my flesh wanted to do. And in the quantities and types of foods that I wanted to eat. Sure. Um, And so that has changed because um, I knew that that really couldn't happen, not in the way that I wanted it to happen. I I was aware of that, but I was pretty unwilling um, to, to change that. And I just, again, just kind of kept holding onto all of these rules. And so listening to your podcast and reading the material, then, then I eventually reached out to you and we started talking through that. And one thing that you had said was when I shared a little bit about my story, um, and I said, but I'm kind of back, I'm back there, I'm stuck. Mm. And you, you kind of talked about maybe there wasn't a heart change. Yeah. You know, maybe there was some outward change and some rules put in place and a lot of striving on my part, um, but maybe my heart hadn't changed as much as I thought it had changed. Yeah. Um, So that's what I've been working on. And um, that... So tell me, yeah, I would love to hear what heart changes do you feel like you have experienced in this last year, in the last few months or whatever that you feel like, oh, I am in a, my heart is in a different place now. Yeah. I think that what I'm learning, and I believe this has to do with a heart change, is to embrace wisdom. Mm, yeah. um, this is something that even in my homeschooling, years into it, that I'm like, I'm going to trust the process. Like this math book, they, they spent time 
coming up with these, how they're going to lay this out. And I Someone just have, else is an expert here. I'll have I, to trust that they know what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so part of it has me, has been me just submitting to the process, the process um, that you've laid out, um, the process of going, that's right, Holy Spirit, you are the one that will give me the self-control that I need. Um, I, above many things, want to be a person who does what she says she's going to do. And that's something yeah. I've really struggled with um, in this area and in other areas of my life as well. And so, you know, coming to the Lord, relying on him, please, you know, Lord, your, it will be your faithfulness and not mine. Um, that's been a, that's been a big, just surrendering of my heart and my will. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, I think, again, just like giving up the struggle. And what I kind of said to myself several months ago was anytime <laughs> that I start to have a dieting thought, any struggle thought, I'm going to, I'm just going to turn away from that. I'm going to mm-hmm. turn away from that. Um, and that will look different from it for everyone, whatever their thoughts are. But so it kind of was a, a, a real focused mental effort to say no to entering that kind of mind struggle. Uh, yeah. Should I, shouldn't I, you know, just all those weird things that we do. Yeah. Well, and then the outward changes happen too, you yeah. know, where your heart gets this transformation, those heart shifts and the way that you're capturing your thoughts and, and changing them and handing them over to the, over to God and letting, letting him take those things. Mm-hmm. It affected your outward choices too. Yeah. Yeah. It affected how you worked out. It affected how you ate. Yep. Yeah. Dramatically. That, yeah. And I think, um, how I feel right now in my thought process and in my actions is I feel very stable. And for me, I'm kind of an, and I know lots of people are, I'm kind of like an all or nothing. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, and I kind of get, there's a thrill with that, right? Because if when yep. I'm not, when I'm nothing, I mean, I love a good plan. I, that was one of the exhilarating things about dieting, honestly, is that you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And even though you haven't done anything for me, it w- was a sense of, I've already done something, a, mm-hmm. fall, a false sense, but it was, a, it, it fed something in me. So now it's like this even daily walk that doesn't feel as exhilarating, but it feels way more steady and way more stable. And that's, I think the biggest change in where my mind has been is that it just feels there's not up, not not these huge ups and not these huge downs. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's so good, which is amazing for me because, Oh yeah. Um, and then, and then as far as like the physical that, you know, um, changes that have happened, I feel like I'm just now starting to separate nutrition and fitness (laughs) for so many years one they all had to do with each other I you know and I I knew I can't outwork my bad eating behavior but I sure did try (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) I did try yeah Um, it's almost like you use the exercise as punishment for the foods that you ate we do that all the time I know yep so getting making that connection and actually the last three months actually living it out Um, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I actually am not behaving 
the way that I used to behave. And that's huge for me. Yeah. Well, I know one thing that has been a big, huge, pivotal, kind of a light bulb moment for you. And I think it represents what's happening in your heart was the mindfulness piece around food and specifically eating slowly. Can you tell me more about that and what that looks like in your life and how that made a big difference? Yes. Yeah. It, it is an incredible difference. Um, I had in some, uh, reached out to you. I was, um, making some really good changes and, um, I just felt like something is not quite right yet. Like I, I just knew I'm 45 years old and, um, I was eating my pros, um, but felt like I was really eating too much. I mean, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a pretty professional overeater, so I know what that feels like. And I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't binging or anything like that, but I was like, I feel like I'm eating like I'm an athletic teenager. And I already told you, I wasn't even, athletic. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even athletic when I was a teenager yeah. and I'm definitely not a teenager now. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was like, I don't really know what to do here. And so you had said, eat slow, um, which you've, You've said that, and I've, that's not a new concept, right? I remember my mom saying that oh, growing yeah. up. But so I started, it, and it that. always feels like one of those like concepts or habits where you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like that's not going to be that big of a deal, or right. I'm going to brush over that one, right? And I, I just started, and then uh, I believe you had said, put down your fork between every bite. So I just did it. And we mm-hmm. at first set a timer and I, I didn't, I don't like to talk about diety things around my kids. Yeah. Um, and so I just said that I think it'd be neat to see how fast we're eating and we could slow it down. So they had no idea that I was personally working on it. <laughs> um, I love that. So we set a timer, we got out some conversational cards and we slowed dinner down and it took a lot of effort and a lot of like, almost it felt like white knuckling it for me to slow down because I eat so fast. Um, but every single meal I did it, I put my fork down wow. and I started, you know, there were many times where I would look down 15 minutes had already gone by and I still had more than half of my meal. And I was like, this is annoying. What's going on? Like, <laughs> like, I'm sick of eating at this point. I'm just well, going to stop. <laughs> well, I just was like, I'm annoyed. I want to eat all that. But I honestly, and then, and then, um, trying to think about that mindfulness, am I 80% full is what you would say. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I honestly, and my mind, I want to say is so screwed up in this area that I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea if I'm full or not because I'm so used to being overfull. But I was like, you know what? I feel, I don't feel hungry. I think I'm satisfied and gosh, darn it. I guess I'm done. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and so, well, I remember the first time like you actually experienced that and you're like, I, I just, I stopped eating. I had more food on my plate and I just stopped eating. It was like this huge revelation. Like this is possible. This is amazing. This is possible. And so it's crazy to think about the fact that now, two and a half months later, I cannot eat a meal without being conscious of that. That is amazing. Not to say that I'm humble enough to know that 
you know, um, I need to continue to practice that, right? Like I need to keep right. doing that because I could fall back into that old behavior. I know that. But mm-hmm. right now today, I think I could honestly say every single meal, I am conscientious of that. And even at work when I, we are slammed and I'm like, oh, crud, like I literally only have 10 minutes. I, so I'm not going to be able to spread it over a really large amount of time, but I can still eat slow. And yeah. um, that has been wonderful because one, it's given me just some self-control mm-hmm. and it has naturally cut down my portions. <laughs> right. Right. Without feeling like you had to weigh something yep. or measure yep. or nope. count something. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no weighing, measuring or counting. Right. So it's, it's getting you towards where you want to be. Yep but without having to tip back into that diet mentality, which is where you had tipped back right. and forth and back and forth for yep. years. For years. For, yeah. Yep. And so yep. to be able to experience that type of liberty and freedom yeah, and, and knowing that I'm not just like, sure, I'm not dieting right now. Right. Yep. But when I'm not dieting, it doesn't mean like I'm overindulging and eating whatever I want and I'm digressing. Right. You have found this beautiful spot to be in where you are healthy, you are eating healthfully and mindfully, and you're making progress body composition wise, and you're yeah. feeling really, really good, but you're not feeling restricted. Right. Yep. Exactly. At all. Yep. It's yep. amazing. And it- and it definitely is sustainable. And that was one of the, that was one of the things that was really important to me, especially at the age of 45, mm-hmm. having been doing this for a long time, the struggle, um, I know it, ha- it has to be sustainable. It just can't yeah. be this quick fix. One, it doesn't work. I look around at m- myself in the past and others who are still trying to find that quick fix and it never works. <laughs> no, it does. I mean, not in my experience. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Like it feels like it does at first because yeah. you get that you get that initial like excitement and hit because you are you're in control. You suddenly right. have a ton of self-control because you have a plan, just like you were saying earlier about just that excitement of starting a new diet. Yep. And you do it for a little bit and you get the results and you're like, oh, that works. Yep. But boy, it doesn't work for very long. No. It really doesn't. So I know we're all, we're all works in progress. I know that I am. I know that you would say that you are. Where do you see yourself maybe six months from now or even like a year or two years from now? Do you, do you feel like you'll still be doing all of this stuff then? Definitely. Um, and only, I mean, only if I continue to surrender my heart over these things. So I should yes. say that first because um, I think that I have, um, shared with you, failure in this area is very familiar to me. Mm. Um, and even though I have definitely experienced some successes, I mean, for sure, and all glory to the Lord, because I have journals filled with glory to the Lord and also journey journals filled with just pleas to the Lord, please help me. You know, so I know that, my heart has to stay surrendered in this area to the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. And if it does, then I, in one, in six months, a year, two years from me, I see myself um, continuing this for sure. One of the verses that, um, that I love, and I will share it if I have it. 
And I, oh, think, yeah. I think I do. Oh, there it is. Psalm 119.32. It's kind of just my uh, life first. I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. That's where I am wow. today. That's where I am today with my heart set free. And that's where I'm really hoping where I am in six months and a year and two years that my heart has, is free to just, wow. yeah. Oh, Heather, that brings tears to my eyes when I hear that. Yeah. Like I, I just, that is my heart's desire. I know that's your heart's desire yeah. for everybody. Anyone who's listening, the mom who's listening, who doesn't feel free, yeah. who feels the same way that you did, just like controlled by shame and guilt and yeah. on that roller coaster of dieting one day, off again the next day, just constantly feeling miserable and secure. And to yeah. hear that someone else has gone before and has yeah. actually gotten there where yeah. the Lord has set her free. Yeah. It's beautiful. So thinking of the mom that's listening that might be where you were five years ago 10 years ago whatever what would you want her to know what would what kind of encouragement or advice would you want to share with her yeah i think that um don't wait (laughs) yeah that's good don't wait you know i mean just get on your knees and talk to the lord um, ask him to show you the condition of your heart in this area. Mm -hmm. And I know he'll be faithful because we know that's the kind of God that he is. And I would say, do the next right thing. Yes. Just do it and then do it the next day. But right for today, just surrender your heart, ask the Lord to help you do that. And then just do what you know is right. And, and he will be faithful to show you the next steps. But I think we get paralyzed in the fear of where we are and we don't do anything. <laughs> I think you're right. I think yeah. you're absolutely right. And I think of what you said earlier about how you were just kind of chasing the next excitement and yeah. how yeah. doing a new diet or trying like committing to something new felt like that next excitement and how now you're just balanced and you're yeah. steady. Yeah. And I feel like that really goes along with what you just said of just do the next right thing, even if it's not flashy or exciting. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, Heather, this has been amazing. You are such an inspiration. And I know that you still feel like you're a work in progress, but I just yeah. have to say to be able to walk with you on your journey and see your transformation and just see where God has led you and where you're at today. It just makes me sing. I, it, it's so cool. And so I hope that the mom listening to this is feeling encouraged and inspired. I hope so. That was my, that's my heart's desire too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again, Heather. I so appreciate this. This has been such a joy talking with you and we'll connect again soon. Um, wow. Right. Oh boy. I hope that Heather blessed you. I know that it's always nerve wracking to share our testimonies with other people, but what an opportunity that she has had to experience what she did and to now pass that on to you and hopefully inspire you to follow in her same path. 
and to pursue freedom like she did, to just keep doing the next right thing, to pursue balance and steadiness and that heart change, that heart surrender, that ultimately was the thing that made it all work finally for her. So once again, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to listen to the Strong Mamas podcast, to be blessed, to be uplifted and encouraged. I hope it touched your heart. Don't forget, if you haven't yet, make sure that you go take the body type quiz. Like I said, that is like step one for figuring out how God designed you, how you have been uniquely made, and you are so beautiful in your own way. And I really wanna help you move down that same road where Heather has and experience what Heather has, okay? So you can check out the body type quiz in the show notes. There's a link there, or you can head to strong-mamas.com slash body type quiz. Also, one more thing, if you have a story like Heather's, if you have an experience of transformation where you used to feel shame and guilt and feel trapped in your body and trapped by the dieting culture or maybe the exercise culture and you feel like you've come a long way, I would love to hear your story. I know that you could bless other people with a story like yours and I don't want you to hide it. I don't want you to feel like you can't share it. So please reach out to me. You can send me a direct message on Instagram or Facebook if you follow me there, or you can just shoot me an email. If you're on my newsletter list, all you have to do is hit reply, okay? And I will read your email and I will reply back to you, I promise. All right, thank you so much once again for joining us on today's episode. And until next week, we'll talk to you later.